0: What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight. No chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome to episode 65 of Jacques Talk, my friends. I hope you are prepared to be entertained and dazzled for the next hour or so as uh, me and Big Joe the Big Rig discuss what's going on with the Cowboys' defensive coordinator situation, among other things, including my granddaughter turned 18. Where did the time go?
1: Um, what's up, Doc? What up? What up? I uh, mean, I was trying to think of a sixty-five. No, the only,
0: only sixty-five I can think of is a dude I saw uh, two days ago, and his beard was so gray I didn't recognize him at first. And then I, because he was shouting at me, and then I pointed him out. That would be Andre
1: Gerard for your Dallas Cowboys. Andre Gerard, sixty-five. All right, because I was thinking one of them doggone linemen in the eighties, Peterson or something. 65 but i'm no idea. i'm stuck today
0: all right go with uh go with andre
1: gerard andre gerard <laughs> i sir. messed him
0: up though he was uh, i was at the east west shrine game i was with calvin watkins and we were walking and he was up in the stands and he was shouting and pointing and i really i seen him i was like is he is he talking to me is he talking to calvin and then i looked through that greatness i said oh that's gerard and so we were talking we was you know trying to communicate from the stands back and forth. And finally, I looked at him and said, I told Cassie, hey, hold tight, hold tight, dog. I looked at Gerard and I said, hey, man, what's up with the lion? And he just fell out laughing. And y'all were like, what you mean, what's up with the lion? One day in the Cowboys' locker room, now you just got to picture this. One day in the Cowboys' locker room, a three foot high bronze lion statue showed up in the locker room sitting next to Gerard's locker. And it stayed there for about a year. And he would never tell us how it got there or what it meant or nothing. And so it became this running joke of what's up with the lion?" It's no different than bruh man sneaking through the window on Martin. It just became a running gag. And so uh, when I asked about the line, he just about fell out of his seat laughing, man. But uh, that's what happens when you meet old cowboys. All, this, all the conflict and all the arguments that you used to have when you were on the opposing sides, one the media, one the player, they all go out the window. Uh, for the most part, and uh, it's it's a good time. Uh, What I need y'all to do right now, for real, take two seconds, go to the YouTube channel, The Real Jacques Talk, and uh, subscribe, like, leave a comment. If you do that, what it does is it helps us, but it also gives you an opportunity to register for two tickets to the Mavs game against the Spurs. Valentine's Day night. You've been looking for an idea for a date, we got you. Just doing that. Subscribe to the channel. Like it, leave a review. That automatically registers you for an opportunity to win the tickets. We'll pull the drawing on Valentine's Day morning. Alert whoever wins, you good to go. Just like that. Bam! We got you. See, that's how we take care of you over here. But so take a minute, do that right now. Uh you can also watch the show at the real Jacques Talker YouTube. Uh, follow us on IG at the Real Jacques Top, and then you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> and Twitter's been funny lately. Uh, JJT, I'm at JJT Journalist. Uh, the handle is I am Jean Jacques Taylor. And those of you who've been obsessed with Big Joe and Big Rig, trying to figure out what he looked like, and then sending me pictures of what you think he looked like, y'all even had the big fella laughing the other day. <laughs>
1: No, they had me hollering, man. They got the, they got the full belly laugh, man. I love I loved it. It was it was, it was some greatness, man. That's, yeah, so
0: yeah. y'all keep it coming. We find it uh we find it very yeah. amusing. It's, yeah. it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, um I'm glad you all like
1: whoever it. whoever sent the Lavelle Crawford picture. No, no, no. I don't look like that. I love Lavelle Crawford. He one of my favorite uh Favorite actors, but active comedians, but no, 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 no. I don't sound like Lavelle, and no, no, I'm, I'm not shaped like Lavelle, so let's, let's not let's not do that now. Let's not do
0: that. Uh, we also want you to know that if you're ever involved in an accident uh, and you've been hurt, then what you need to do, what you got to do for real is pick up your cell phone, call 972-934-8900, and contact the folks at Greening Law. And listen, all you got to do is tell them, hey, here's my situation. And maybe it's an accident with a trucking company or or an automobile. Maybe it's medical malpractice. Maybe you were somewhere and were hurt at someone else's residence. Maybe it's workplace litigation. Maybe some product messed you up. Uh, Somebody else's negligence has caused you some pain and injury and suffering. You need to get in touch with my friends at Greening Law, 972-934-8900. And I'm telling you. If they bring you on as a client, it has been a fantastic day for you. Seriously. And here's why. They'll walk you through the process. This thing is not easy, man. When you get involved in these lawsuits and this, these back and forth with insurance companies, you need somebody you can ride with. You need somebody to tell you when to turn left, when to turn right, when to walk straight, when to hold tight. You need somebody to, check this out, answer questions you didn't even know was supposed to be asked. That's what we're talking about. Um, they do that. They take care of everything. You need a doctor, they got you. You need a specialist, they got you on that. They set the appointments for you if that's what's required. Why? They want you focused on two things and two things only. Healing and renewal. Get your mind right, get your body right, and get your life back. That's really all they care about. Get your mind right, get your body right, and get your life back. That's what they want from you. And uh, they'll take care of you. And so give my friends a Greenlaw. Law call. 972-934-8900. If you've ever been involved, if you're ever involved in an accident, you've been injured, and it's not your fault. Uh, Doug, Dan Quinn, out the door. And uh, we talked a lot about it. Well, we talked a little bit about it the other day. We weren't sure where he was going. He ends up going to Washington. And, uh, you know, I think it's... Uh, I think it's a good deal for him because they got defensive talent. And I know a lot of y'all seemed uh, like you sick of Dan Quinn. I'm like, really? Y'all were giving me killing more vibes with Dan Quinn. I didn't really get down with that. I think Dan Quinn in Dallas was a terrific defensive coordinator who had a raggedy Rudy Poot last game against Green Bay. And that's kind of like what y'all remember. What's, What's that thing we say all the time? Uh when we're talking about sports who's the best sports don't be a prisoner of the moment um i think overall Dan Quinn was good for the Cowboys uh i think he was good for Michael Parsons i think in a, you know i don't know that Michael Parsons would be the player that we know without Dan Quinn what do you think
1: mm, i think i think the situation makes a difference when you get drafted but i think he would his talent is pretty good i think he would have been if the Pittsburgh Steels would have drafted him, if uh, if a good team would have drafted him, a good defense coordinator drafted him, he'd still have been just as good. I'm a little – I got a little Kellen Moore attitude toward Dan Quinn myself. Okay, now so I'm a, I'm a, don't, I, I think
0: don't. I know why, but I'm going to ask you, why are you mad at Dan Quinn? I know it's about the linebackers, wait, but if wait, your linebackers let me, get hurt let me and you don't you. adjust, me, why are you me, mad at Dan Quinn?
1: Let me stop you before, I, before we go down that road. Yes. I'm looking at my notes and what the hell is all this algebraic stuff you Don't got worry on? About that. Don't oh worry we about we gonna that, get man. we gonna get to that? Yeah. Okay, because good Lord. I'm looking at this like nah man. <laughs> 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 i I got homework. But uh but uh okay, we'll get to that. Um my thing with Dan Quinn is Dan Quinn is better than Mike Nolan.
0: That's the skinniest fat guy.
1: Yeah, well, I don't, I don't do no skinny as a fat guy. I just know smartest that smartest dumb kid. No, I'm just saying we like Dan Quinn. I don't all that smartest dumb kid. All that play on words. I'm just a truck driver dog. I don't even. I ain't that smart dog. <laughs> uh, 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 check this out. He better than Mike Nolan, so we loved him when he got here. Those little linebackers he played with the hybrid safety stuff when he got here. What was my man Kano, Whatever his name is. Uh uh Cano Neal or whatever his name is. He them guys was converted. He played with little bitty players ever since he got here. So that was his plan all along. Plus the numbers numbers is like this year that top five crap. Blah blah blah, top five, all this other stuff. They, I don't
0: really, I don't really get caught up in that because that's based off of total yardage, which is the worst way uh, possible to d- judge a defense.
1: That's based off, that's based off the level of their competition. They don't, they don't make their own schedule. They don't, they don't do the, uh, they don't, they're not the GM for those other teams that put together bad teams, but he played some crappy teams and they was good beating them up. You know, like we talked about all year, and the Cowboys jumped like the Giants was running. A, just just an example: the Giants game, they was running the ball on us, and then a block field, a block, a block pun or a return interception, and next thing you know, they they couldn't run no more. And that happened a lot in, the, in 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 those games where they blew people out and they shut people down. I think Dan was good. I don't know if he was terrific because his system never, ever, ever was good against the run. When he was here, so that was always the Achilles heel of that team. He played small players. Same thing when he was in Atlanta, he played small players at the second level. Even if he had real linebackers, he played small guys at the second level, and uh, he worked good with what he got. The Cowboys, like you say, Jerry gave him what he wanted. Um, I don't know.
0: But well, as for a fact guy this year. And the yeah, fat guy did not produce the way they thought he would For whatever myriad of reasons we can come up with And that uh, played gonna, a role I
1: ain't gonna let you talk about Miles Smith like that But I right, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying How it, did I talk about him if I
0: said he didn't produce as they thought he would For a
1: variety of reasons? First of all, he's a rotational player they, That's, they That ain't got that, nothing to do with your production It's got a lot to do with it You, can, you
0: produce can produce as a rotational player Look at the 92 Cowboys They had a bunch of rotational defensive ends and defensive tackles who produce A
1: defensive tackle. And a I'm not even talking no, about wait, numbers. wait a minute. I'm talking about in a certain scheme, you ain't your production is not. What is? I'm sorry. Go ahead. When you talk about defensive ends and a defensive tackles, the production is different. Uh, if you take on two blocks and the linebacker make the play, production. It's not right. always what you see I'm not, I'm not even talking it? about numbers but He what, did
0: not produce as predicted As as expected Whether that was taking on double team Whatever they expected him to produce He did not produce
1: that I'm, Okay You start getting in I don't know if you really want to I don't know if you really want to die on that hill Because it's a schematic thing For one thing They got, they got one over tackle in that damn defense And they rotate three guys yeah you know, hankins in number ninety nine I don't remember what ninety nine is then you got to – so so what I'm saying is there's only one big guy plays in that four man line one so hankins is pretty good, so he rotated now if he if he takes on two blockers and you got fourteen back there two hundred and five pound guy back there to plug how productive can he be you see what i'm saying it's a it's a it's you can a, be no, no, ain't no. You it's, can be nothing. It's it's, it's a it's is. a it's a concept thing. It's a run fit thing. You are
0: missing my point? I think uh, here's my point.
1: I'm not missing nothing.
0: Well, here's my point. Yes, you are. Because if you weren't missing my point, you could say, well, yeah, you can't be productive. The all that requires for you to be productive is when the coaches are grading your film. Do they put a plus by your play mm-hmm. or a minus on your tally sheet on that particular play? If you got more pluses or whatever the winning grade is for pluses as opposed to minuses, Mm -hmm. you were productive. It has nothing to do with stats. It only has to do with did you do your job, whatever that job is, on that play. If you did your job on that play, then you were productive. Mm -hmm. He was not productive as they expected him to be. Otherwise, he'd have played more than 12 snaps a game. That's all I'm saying. That's why I said for a variety of reasons, which means some of – I didn't say it was all his fault why he wasn't productive. So I'm just saying do
1: you think he they, was not as
0: productive as they thought he would be.
1: Do you think they brought him in to beat out Hankins? That's that, not even – But They never, brought him in to help the run
0: defense. Right. He did not right. help the run defense. So he was not as productive as they thought he would be. Doesn't mean he won't be productive next year. Well, what It just I, means this I,
1: particular season he wasn't. When I watched him – I watched him hustle. I watched him run for a big guy. I watched him do a lot of stuff in a crappy system that that wasn't wasn't conducive to his skills at all. You draft a read and react guy, you're gonna have to coach that out of him. The, the stuff that he's done for three or four years in college, you know, coming in, you're gonna have to coach that out of him. You already know that. That's what coach. That's what the coach's job. If he don't get it, the coaches say this. Parcells used to say. If a player don't get it, you ain't coaching it well enough. And this guy right here, I watched him. I watched him on All-22. I watched him during the game because everybody kept saying, the Cowboys need to get bigger up front. They need to get bigger. Every lot of of everybody. You know who the biggest 49er lineman is? Hargrave, 305 pounds. The other tackle is 6'7", 290. It's what system you play in. They play in a pretty good system. Those guys are practically light for the NFL, and they play real well. And the Cowboys need more size. No, they need a better system. Here's Dan Quinn can take his ass, go to hell and on up the road. Bye. See you go to Washington. That's what I'm saying. Cause his system was crappy. I'm just a little you know, I'm Todd inspired me. I'm a little spicy today.
0: I see, and that's okay. <laughs> now this was not supposed to turn into an hour long Mozzie Smith debate. Yeah. Because uh he's the least today. I mean, you know. They got bigger issues than, yeah. than what Miser Smith did not, did not do. Right. Uh, just so y'all know, the algebra was just me going through the turnovers that the Cowboys had uh, while Dan Quinn, because uh, at, at the end of his three years, they led the league in turnovers 21-22. Uh, they finished uh, they were 12th but only five teams had more turnovers than them because you know, I think five guys five teams retired with 26. Well, what, uh, what
1: people got to understand is this. Your sports numbers have always been, it's always, the way you do numbers in sports has always been pretty incredible to me, because I'm a numbers guy, but you know, I'm a, I'm just a stats guy, but you always have some kind of, whenever I read your notes on different stuff, it'd be some kind of number going, I don't know. It's almost rain man, rain from rain <laughs> man type of shit, so. Well, that's know.
0: why they used to call it the JJT research department. The thing uh, about there, stats there you is, go. There you go. and I talked to my uh, my journalism class about it this week is that you have to find the right stat or the right couple of stats to drive your point home. Every stat doesn't matter. Uh, some are irrelevant for the point that you're trying to make and the trick is to always find a stat that that makes that tries to emphasize the point, uh, whatever it is that you're making. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Dan Quinn is gone, all right? So he can, he can deal with Washington and we'll see what he does with the talent up there. But here's the interesting thing. I don't say this often and I don't say this lightly. I think uh, Jerry, I think Jerry gets a lot of uh, rap for stuff that he ain't really got nothing to do with. I think he's just an easy, low hanging fruit, easy to say, oh, it's Jerry's fault. He's the one constant, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's incredibly easy. I think it's uh, incredibly lame most of the time. This time, let me tell y'all, let me be very clear about this. Jerry's fucking up, okay? Can't say it any more Clearer than that This is all about Jerry What I'm about to tell you And here's the deal Dan Quinn gone Okay Good luck to you Dan We wish you well You've done a good job For us while we were here While you were here
1: Let me make one point Before you get off of Dan I think what you said When they when One of the things you said When Green Bay Whooped us like that I said you said I think Dan lost some money And he was a hot candidate. I think he would have got the Seattle job had he not. They not be got beat up like that. I think uh, there's a good chance of that. He got, uh, I think he got the worst job to get.
0: He only got that job as we dip back in the dam for him. He on, he literally only got that job, and my boy Jason Reed broke it down one of the best breakdowns I've ever seen. Jason Reed now works at Anscape, but he covered. Uh, he was a columnist at the Washington Post and covered. Covered the Washington football team for probably, I want to say about a decade. So he 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 understands Washington the way I understand the Cowboys, and um, he broke down the whole Dan Quinn hiring, and it is spectacular the way he did it in a series of tweets uh, this weekend. And here's what he said: I'm I'm gonna tell you in what he said in a nutshell. Dan Quinn got the job, no matter what you hear, because Ben Johnson. Out of Detroit, turned it down. And then, and you got the job, so it doesn't matter how you got it. But, you know, what happens is the, the team spin wants to be, oh, this was our, our top candidate, our top choice, blase, blase, oh. blase, But you know, and this is how he broke it down in a great way for fans. You know how you know Dan Quinn wasn't the top choice for the job? And it doesn't matter now that he got it. It's what he does with it now. Because when you're the top choice they don't let you fly commercial back home. <laughs> and he was, in, he was in the Washington airport waiting through the security line like all the rest of us. Now, when you are the guy, they put you on the private jet, send you back home, hey, get your wife, get your family, get your kids, get your suit, we'll fly you back on uh, the next day for the press conference. What happened is, the Washington contingent was on their way to talk to Ben Johnson about, hey, please take this job, man. And Ben sent them a text while they were en route on in the air saying, "I'm gonna stay in Detroit. Thank you very much." Damn. And so then they returned back to Washington, and they're like, "Well, damn." Because if Dan Quinn's your guy, you never let him get out the building if he's your guy, right? Uh, and instead, that's what happened, and that's why he was at the airport sleeping along by himself, uh, you know, and all of that. So there's no shade on Dan because he got the job, and that's no matter what you do with it. Whole lot of people been second, third, fourth, fifth choices, and once they got in the job. Turned that thing out And so uh, You know Maybe he'll do the same
1: I like Dan I think he's gonna be gone In two years right, Cause they just Uh, don't They don't They got The organization is bad Right now And then Even though they knew Then he really don't Have a quarterback He gotta draft another one If he does Um Half They they, they traded Their best two pass rushes Halfway through the season That's why they so bad It's like you You quit Halfway through uh, I don't know. I don't. I think Dan's a good coach. Obviously, he is. But I don't think he's going to the best job for him. Right. Uh,
0: so we'll we'll see. But you know, there's only thirty two of them. So sometimes you just got to grab the one that's available. Yeah. Uh, but here's why Jerry is fucking up. Cause it's stronger than screwing up or messing up. That's why I use that word choice. Uh, yeah,
1: there's levels to it. There's there's cold as hell, cold as shit. Cold as an MF, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Cold as a witch's titty in Nebraska. No, no, no. MF. It's cold as MF. You know. So here's the deal. Uh,
0: Mike McCarthy wanted Joe Witt to be the defensive coordinator. Makes sense. Why? He worked with McCarthy in Green Bay from 2008 to 2018. Uh, You want to keep continuity with the scheme that you have, the personnel that you have. Because it's your last year. You're a lame duck. You're in the last year of the contract. You want as much continuity as possible so you can make this run and get a new deal. Then if we want to mix some things up, okay, fine, cool. Let's do it. Jerry nixed the idea. Jerry said, I want a veteran. Jerry told them, I want a veteran defense coordinator. Somebody who's called plays before, somebody who's done that thing before. This is an awful idea. It's just an awful idea. There's enough pressure if you believe in that sort of thing, on McCarthy being a lame duck coach going into his last year. If you're going to allow him to coach with a year left on the contract, the least you can do is let the man do what he want to do. Because let me tell y'all something. This is probably how, and I don't know this because I haven't talked to McCarthy about this, this is probably how McCarthy looks at it. In a sense, you set me up to fail because you don't, you won't let me do all the shit I want to do to succeed. Now I got to go get me a D.C. that I don't know. And now, if you look at the candidates, Ron Rivera, no matter what you think about him, former head coach, Mike Zimmer, no matter what you think about him, Former head coach. Hey, dog, things get rocky. Mm. Who can you just move right on in there Mm -hmm. midway through the season? There you go. Now, Jerry is not a person who has done this historically. Right. But he's done it
1: once. It's a lot of pressure on them to do something different this year, too. A lot of the show improved this year. I didn't get that. Could
0: you try again?
1: Mm. There go Siri doing her thing. Go ahead.
0: I can't really say. That doesn't allow your organization to thrive. This is part of the culture because now you have created dysfunction where none had to be created, where none had to exist. You've put it out there. You've created it. You've also created low morale. How you think? What do you think Mike McCarthy is saying right now? You think Mike McCarthy? Let me tell you something. You think Mike McCarthy is walking around his Dallas sized mansion. Talking to his wife about it. Damn, baby, we got this. I got Joe here. We're going to run this defense. We're going to get a few pieces that we was missing last year. Joe going to run it because, you know, he's good. He's this, he's that, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, baby, I think we got this thing set up. I think we can make this run, get this five-year deal, get the girls through high school, and, uh, you know, get at least another three, four years out of this thing. Maybe even Super Bowl, baby. That's what you would think he would be saying if he got to hire the guy he wanted his defense coordinator. Now he walking around his house saying Baby, baby Can you believe this shit? This 12 letter cuss word won't let me hire Joe Now I got to go out and hire One of these two 12 letter cuss words That he done picked out And hope that they ain't been in the back seat Backstabbing me While we trying to get our thing done Man, this mother That's he, what he's saying he While he, he eating his
1: oatmeal and cornflakes He ain't saying that He, he already done called Mayflower <laughs> He already know May, Mayflower, he already done. Hey, man, I, when can y'all take my stuff back to Wisconsin? You know, so, what's the best way to get y'all?
0: This is a bad idea, man. Jerry Jones, uh, uh, like I said, a lot of times I think he gets a bad rap. I think he gets blamed for stuff that's not his fault. This time, I cannot say that. He is, uh, he done messed this thing up. Uh, so, that being said, let's look quickly at the people who have been linked most closely with the job. Ron Rivera, to me, just off the rip, terrible hire. And you say, what are you talking about? See, and I say just like, what has Ron Rivera done with Washington or Carolina in the last few years to make you say, yeah, he can run my defense, he can be my guy. He's been a head coach, but he ain't even really been like Todd Bowles or somebody calling the defense. He's just been a head coach. And is in, is there anything about those units that made you go wow? You know, Washington's had a great defense these last 5 years. They had some talent up there with the with all the number 1 picks they get. They had but none of those guys have really developed into perennial every year ass kickers. They have good seasons or they have flashes and then they got rid of Sweat. I mean, uh, you know, um uh, Chase, Chase Young, Sweat. Chase Young and Sweat. Yeah. Young and sweat. Yeah. So I don't know, there's nothing to me that excites you about Ryan Rivera. Here's the other thing that don't excite me about Ryan Rivera. he been blowing a phone up. Blowing a phone up. Meaning, hire me, fellas, hire me. I can fix this thing. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, I, caught, I talked to a source about this the other day. And this is what I told the source. Hey, Rivera been blowing Jerry and Steven up. Quinn is taking taking wit to be the DC. My source says, yeah, I heard that. He says, between me and you, I don't get the Rivera thing. He hasn't called defense in Carolina or Washington until he fired his guy, and Washington was 32nd in the league on defense. And I said, I know, bro. And so, but here's the deal bigger than that. I understand, and I've been in this position myself, and I told somebody this just the other day as it related to myself and the JJT media group. Um, somebody had an opening had a, Needed some work The kind of work that I can do um, And I had been in contact with them And they said hey let's talk further And so what did I do I called them back once And then I waited a week And I called them back again And both times I left a message And then guess what I said dog This just me now Everybody's different I said I ain't calling them back no more They understand what I do. They understand where I am. They understand how to contact me because we've talked before. If they're interested in me, guess what they'll do? They'll contact me. And if they're not, okay, that's cool. They went another direction. But if I continue to call them, even if they bring me on, do I come, in my opinion, do I come in, come on in a position of power? No, because I'm acting so thirsty. That they might say, "Hey Taylor, we know you usually charge." In their mind, "Hey Taylor, we know you usually charge three k for a job like this." Uh, but now, man, he been blowing our phone up. He seemed kind of desperate. Hey Taylor, will you do it for a thousand? Will you do it for twelve hundred? You don't go in as a position of power when you're that thirsty.
1: I don't know. I I, I think it's a difference between uh, excited and thirsty. What's the difference? Well, thirsty is like, man, I don't got nothing else. I got to have this job. Excited is right. man, I would really like like thirsty is I don't I don't have nothing else. I really need this. Excited right. is man, I'd really like to coach that group of players. I'd okay. really like to coach Michael Parsons. I think I can do some things with him. I'm your guy. I'm I'm excited to be able to work with that dude right there. So about right. that. Yeah. I
0: don't have any disagreement with that. I think the conversation and nobody knows the answer. Because every single company, corporation, hirer, is that a word? Person who does the hiring is different because you can start off excited and it can look like you are thirsty. Given who you are and who you're talking to. Um, so uh, but anyway, as it and nobody will know, and I don't think I don't know they will ever know um, until. Rivera does or does not get the job, then we can ask some further questions and see if we get an answer. Uh, he's been a defensive coordinator in the past. That's how he ended up getting the job at Carolina. It's just been a long time since he's been to D.C., game planning, doing it. And here's the problem for the Cowboys. Because they set up this lame duck situation, they need somebody who can hit the ground running. We ain't got no time for you to get find a rhythm again for calling plays because it's been you know a decade since you've done it. Um, we need somebody who can get the ground running now. Uh, do you like Ryan Rivera as a defensive coordinator?
1: I'm, Potentially, I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, flip flopping on that because when you say he haven't called defense in, defenses in a long time, he could have been the de facto defensive coordinator in Carolina. They had pretty good talent. They had pretty good defenses. Um, it all depends on how much he put into the game plan. But he didn't impress me at all what they did in uh, Washington. So that's why I'm kind of Carolina time could have been him helping the coaches. The Washington time was just him kind of being in the middle or whatever, not doing none of that. It's just different when you the head coach and you the offensive coordinator versus being a head coach and the defense coordinator. seems like it's a lot less of those guys around than it is, uh, Coaches that call the offense that, that are that are head coaches. So, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not Ron. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather see Mike Zimmer be here well, because I don't we're know. How,
0: move into Mike Zimmer.
1: Yeah, I don't know how Ron coaches, but I. I. It's funny. I just happened to watch a clip of Mike Zimmer the other day. Cussing the uh, Bengals. Cussing the Bengals out. What was that on? You saw I that too.
0: Know. I saw a clip on Twitter. Yeah. I yeah,
1: was. I might have been on TikTok or Reels or something, but he was yeah, he was getting in their ass real good. And on the way he know how to.
0: Uh Mike Zimmer. He's the other name that's been linked to the Cowboys. Uh talked to a source who said yeah, he'd love to do the job. Uh said the Cowboys have uh reached out to him and uh they're going to schedule an interview. Robin Very's got an interview scheduled too, uh sometime on Tuesday, I believe. Um uh, but, uh, you know, Zimmer uh, let it be known through back channel uh, people that he'd be interested in the job. But he's not reached out to them, according to the people I've talked to. Hadn't talked to them at all. Uh, Zimmer to me. Now I know Zimmer. I don't know Rivera. So I feel closer to Zimmer. Uh, but to me, Zimmer's a good choice because he's hard nosed, He's disciplined. He's all about details, all about details. All about
1: details And here's the thing Wait, here's and, a, and he's, yes. ver, he's versatile Oh yeah He can run 3-4, three, 4-3 four, four, three, He can whatever, run whatever he wants Whatever, whatever Because when he came in When Parcells came in Zimmer switched to 3-4 to You know what I'm saying It was like I thought Parcells was going to get rid of him But he switched to 3-4 And he ran that
0: Well he was But uh, he was such a good coach He decided to yep. keep
1: him yep he ran that uh, defense for him. Good stuff, man.
0: And the thing about Zimmer is, uh, it's two things. And I thought this about, and this would be my one of my things I had to watch out for with Dan Quinn. Um, and I don't know this to be a fact, but it's a feel that I had. Would Dan Quinn getting in Michael Parsons' ass? It felt to me, this is me, that he wouldn't. It was more like, hey, Micah, we should do this, or you should do this, or we would like for you to do this, as opposed to, um, hey, dog, I love you, but you need to do this shit. Don't be, I ain't, you know, I'm not trying to hear all this stuff about it. Just go do it. Uh, and so that's my only concern about Dan Quinn and Micah Parsons. Did Dan Quinn feel good enough, or did he have that same type of personality? where he could tell, because Micah, everybody follows Micah's lead, where he could tell Michael, I know you might not want to do this, but get your ass over there and do it. And, and that'd be the end of the conversation, as opposed to a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Okay, fine, then, I'll go over there and do it. Uh, so let me tell you all this: With Mike Zimmer, that question will not exist. Mike Zimmer didn't have no problem telling Deion Sanders what to do. And that's one of the reasons him and Deion Sanders became so tight because Dion only respected coaches that got in his ass and demanded that he play and practice and perform at a certain level. And if you didn't demand that, you know, he I mean, he still do what you say do, but, you know, his respect for you would not be nearly as high. Um, so that's one thing I think you can expect if Zimmer gets the job. Well, Zimmer,
1: he's improved. The, wherever he's been, he's improved the defense. Yeah, and he's got the most out of the players. What's my man's name? The cornerback from Kansas State. I'm blue number forty-one. I'm blue. Terrence Newman. Terrence Newman. He took Ter- Terrence Newman played till he was forty, yep. and it was productive. He took him from here to from Dallas to Cincinnati to to to, to Minnesota. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he gets production out of it. everywhere he's been. He's had a great defense, pretty good defense.
0: Uh, the Vikings ranked in the top D- ten defensively from 2015 to 2019. Uh, he took teams with Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, and Kirk Cousins, and won more than 10 games and took them to the playoffs. And so he was a very successful coach. He just couldn't get it done because he never quite got the offense in the in the quarterback situation to where he needed it to be to really compete at the highest level. Uh, but here's all you need to know about his attention to detail and the little things. Which, when we're talking about a team like the Cowboys, to me, that's the difference between doing what they've been doing, which is winning 12 games, and getting over the playoff hump. It's about the details and the little things. I was at training camp uh, many years ago, obviously, because I'm talking about Zimmer. And uh, I was doing a piece on Roy Williams, so that tells you how long ago it was. And he said, Williams was doing this, and he was doing that, and uh, he's real coachable and uh, I said, well, give me an example of him being coachable. He said, oh, well, you, you got to listen to this because I asked about Williams, but it really became about Zimmer. He said, well, you know, uh, he's really good at a lot of things, but his he took a lot of bad angles last year, and so I was teaching him, I was coaching him on how to get better at, at getting angles, and he said, you know, it starts off with pointing your toe in the right direction that you want to go, da 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 And I said, what do you mean pointing your toe? He said, what do you mean what I mean? If you want to go there, you got to point your toe there and your body will follow. And I was like, dog, you teaching how to point your toe in the right direction? He's like,
1: what do you think coaching is?
0: (laughs) I said, damn, dog, okay. And that to me was the ultimate about attention to detail. It It matters how your toe is pointed when you start the pursuit of a player.
1: That's, and that's, that's, uh, that's the NFL stuff where uh, Roy Williams been successful on every level where he probably have not been coached like that. You know, he's been successful high school, college, of course, All-American, all of that, first-round pick. People let you do what you're going to do. And yes. then once you get a hold of a coach that teach you technique and different stuff like that, I, I understood that right away. I wasn't as talented as Roy Williams, so I was coached like that. Yeah. So
0: that's uh, that's what it was, man, and that was um, that's that's when I really got a full inkling of uh, Zimmer and his attention to detail. Uh, so right now, as we know it, it, is really down to you know Rivera and Zimmer. Uh, there may be some people added over the next couple of days. I don't think anybody in house is going to get it. Like you know, some people uh, think Al Harris might get it. I don't think so, and here's why: uh, two things for me. As it relates to Al Harris, if you this now I can, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but Al Harris, um, and I read this somewhere, and it was a quote, direct quote from him, and he was talking about the cornerbacks, and he's like, I don't even really teach technique and scheme. I teach this, this, and this, and he was talking about how to see the ball from the position and how to break and some other things. Well, that's not that might be fine for the corners. That's not going to get it done as a defense coordinator. You have, to, you have to teach the scheme and, and all the things that go into the scheme. The other thing is, if you'll notice, and Joe can probably speak to this, most defensive coordinators are what? Defensive line and linebacker coaches initially. Why? Because the back end got to marry to the front end. Uh, and normally, when you're in the secondary, you're, you're marrying to the front end. You don't develop the front end. So yes, you know football and all of that, I but don't, you don't know it with the intricacy. I heard normally. You, I heard, the, you, I heard, the, I heard
1: the, you say that before. I disagree with that. Well, to, you know Tony that. Tony Dungy, okay, Mike, Mike, Mike Mike Tomlin, yeah. Raheem Morris, that's all, of, the, all a, of them guys. Yeah. No, that's that's not an outlier. That's three head coaches that right. were defensive back. So if you know defense, you know defense. Dick LeBeau, all of those guys was Dick LeBeau was like the all world defensive back. So that, just saying, that, that's four guys right there that's been head coaches. That's just hell, Kirby Smart at Georgia is a head coach and was a defensive coordinator. He was a defensive not, back.
0: I'm not disputing that. I'm just telling you the majority of them go the other way. Doesn't mean you can't go from the back end to the front end.
1: But that's four.
0: Right? Out of how many?
1: I don't know, but it's it's not that's not I don't I just disagree with that, but all right. And that's fine. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you want to disagree with Bill Parcells you disagree with Bill Parcells Well, it I'm not.
1: To me. I'm not. I'm talking to you. I ain't talking to Bill. Oh, you can. Well, you, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you can quote Bill all day. I'm telling you what I think. I don't know what That's you. Fine. I'm talking about what you think. I don't talk I don't, about what I think. I'm, I'm just talk saying, about
0: what people who know tell. Well, me. I'm
1: just telling you this. I just disagree with that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm you, talking it's to. It's okay
0: for you to disagree with Bill Parcells I'm talking to you. And okay, I
1: understand that. Remember, let me
0: let me send a tuna text right now.
1: Just send him a text. I don't care
0: to Bill Parcells. Let me send him <laughs> Parcells.
1: <laughs> Why are you
0: laughing, dog? The uh, Big Joe and Big Reed.
1: Yeah, yeah. You got to. I got to believe that you can text Bill Parcells. For I believe that bullshit that you're trying to propagate. But all right. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Text Bill. Oh, Okay, hold up a second.
0: Since you know Twitter let the cuss word want to doubt me?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt you. I just don't. I'm talking to you. I ain't talking to Bill. Okay,
0: people. I have just sent him the screenshot. So, I'm sorry. I was going to email him, not text him.
1: Okay. But anyway, and that and that proves what? On, all that of that, all they, of that proves what? That proves
0: I can email him and I'll sit back and wait for the response.
1: And that's going to prove what? Where, is, where are we going that, with that? What that does that Bill mean? Bill
0: believes that you have a more effective defensive coordinator right. if they work with the fronts first as opposed to the secondary. Now, understand, he thought that and he still, that's why he was shocked Mike, Mike Zimmer could do it.
1: So clearly, it can be done. Alright
0: then But for a first time Defensive coordinator Like Al I believe, Harris, I believe Kenworth I believe
1: that. I believe Kenworth Is a better truck Than Volvo Does that make me Smarter than Bill Parcel? I don't
0: know Cause we only Talking about football like I know I'm just, saying, I'm
1: just saying I'm just saying That's what I'm saying I'm talking about uh, football you know, It uh, makes I'm, sense About as you know much sense Let as
0: me tell y'all Something Let me tell y'all Something Right here And right now mm-hmm. Tide Archer Will not be on the show Next week Because he done got Spicy tied turned into Spicy joke we want regular Joe back.
1: Joe, Bench best Spaces. way to the Joe best Bench. way to
0: do that is get rid of Archer for a week.
1: Hey, hey you can't leave him. You can't take my man. Ty, Todd, Ty's the guy. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I, I, I heard you say it last time, and I'm start thinking yeah. all these coaches that defense. Well, it. it don't, it don't matter. It don't matter to me whether you defensive coach and all that other stuff and. Whether you the secondary or not If a guy knows the concepts I've had a guy tell me Because I play linebacker I don't understand Defensive back concepts Bullshit I understand the whole defense I understand the concept I don't know that if I'm playing in the front Makes me smarter than the guy in the back Which the smartest player on our team Was the damn free safety I don't know I I only played this game Yes Point taken all right, then. Let's roll on, cousin. We boxing right now. <laughs> uh,
0: we're going to roll through this fairly quickly. Uh, NFC East, uh, we haven't even gone through free agency to draft any of that yet, but there's always been a lot of change. Uh, Philadelphia's got Vic Fangio, a defensive coordinator, and Kellen Moore, at offensive coordinator. Uh, you think that makes them better?
1: Fangio, yeah. Kellen Moore, I'm – I don't know. I don't know that Justin Herbert was that much better last year. That offense was that much better. You working with Justin Herbert, it was supposed to be all that, but it wasn't. It looked pretty ragged every time I saw it. <laughs> But Fangio uh, is Fangio is definitely going to be, be be a problem for the Cowboys.
0: Um, if, uh, if Kellen can get the quarterback straight, I think he'll be good. Because ultimately, you know, he kind of comes off that – timing-based passing offense where they use some motion and stuff and shifting, but not uh, – yeah, I had some stuff fall off my desk just then. It's good. It's all good. But, uh, you know, it's not a – it's not the basis of his offense. And because they have more wide receiver talent at um, Philadelphia, a lot of that just beat your guy and let the quarterback make a play by throwing it to you, it may work even better in, in – um, Philadelphia, in uh, so we'll Philly,
1: they got it's a, it's a, it's some internal stuff going in. He might be stepping into.
0: Now it, that and, is very yeah, true. AJ Brown acting
1: true. stupid. I think the, the Devonte, what's my man's name, Devontae Smith. You know them guys want the ball, and it was a lot of internal stuff going on that Kellen might not. It might not even be up to Kellen to fix.
0: You know what? That's a uh, that's a great point, and I'm gonna take it even deeper. I don't know that his mild-mannered personality can really stand up if it's a situation like that. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is he really going to get in the face of A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith at some point and say, what the hell is wrong with y'all, man? Sit down, shut up, and do what I tell you to do. That does not seem to me to be his personality. Right, right. And so uh, that, that that's a great point because that really could be a big issue for them.
1: Seemed like it. Um, but Fangio... It, it intrigues me because they run in cover six, right? And uh, half of that is zone, half of that is man, and they bracket your guy and they confuse the hell out of Dak with that.
0: I was going to say, and all of that, Dak has not seemed to be able to get a
1: concept. Yeah, up. he need to be studying that. Yep, you know right that's now. that's the thing. It's just man, you can you can beat that. You on you, it's on and popping.
0: Uh, in Washington, we got Dan Quinn as the head coach, Joe Witt as defense coordinator. I thought I heard them talking about Cliff Kingsbury as a potential offensive coordinator. Uh, how would you feel about that?
1: Uh, let me see. All what they say, all hat, no cattle. What have what, <laughs> what have what have Kingsbury? I like I like Cliff's story, but what have he done? Period. Anywhere in coaching, <laughs> that boy is the Lane Kiffin of of the NFL. You know, right, right. Lane is is a productive coach now, but early on he got all these jobs off his name and reputation right. until he became a good. I think he didn't get good until Ole Miss. But anyway, uh, uh, Cliff ain't really done nothing, man. It's it's, it's it's more name and opportunity. Like I said, all cat all had no cattle with him. That's a splash hire right there. Yeah, it is. What kind of offense he run that that you thought that he was great?
0: Nothing. I mean, it's, it's cool, it's gimmicky, it mm-hmm. nice, and a few times a year to put up big numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the mother games, you'd be like, eh, it's whatever. Uh, and then uh, you got the Giants. They still haven't hired a defensive coordinator. Wink Martindale been gone for a couple of weeks now. Uh, what, so I don't what, know what happened with do. him?
1: Why did he leave? Did he just, he 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 just, just quit the,
0: He didn't get along with the head coach. Uh, they cussed each other out, so he bounced.
1: Yeah, I could see where Wink might want to bounce because that offense was – They wasn't doing nothing consistently, and it wears on the – I thought the Giants' defense was decent. They was pretty good, you know. um, So, there –
0: I think the Giants – it's amazing. I think the Giants have some disarray. I think they ball the coach is a seven-letter cuss word, and so you can get away with some of that when you're winning or when you're having some success. Oh,
1: he's like that?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, He's profound and profane on the headset during games.
1: Oh, okay. You know, okay. and I don't.
0: And here's the problem with when people do that. Like, you have to have accomplished a certain amount in your career to be able to do that. And people just be like, "Oh, okay, that's just him being." You gotta
1: hire guys with thick skin. You yeah. gotta have guys that know you. If you ain't accomplished, you gotta have guys that used to working with you that know you ain't. You just that's the way you talk, right? You know, um, I used to see him yelling, but you don't know if he's going. G willikers golly it's kind of like uh let me take a quick exit when we went to when i went to training camp in austin the first time to you know that you got me that you got me in a training camp and i always thought troy was like a preacher or something you know like he was like saying hey guys come on let's get it together man when them dudes ran the wrong route on that train on, 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 on in training camp he was lead, – leadership was in full effect. He was cussing their ass out. And I had – you know, I had a whole lot more respect for Troy when, when I saw that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I respect him because he was our quarterback. But, boy, I didn't right. know he was drilling people like that. I uh, know. Yeah, he was on that ass like next week. Yep. And I appreciated that. And I'm standing on – it. well, I appreciate the fact that I'm standing on the sidelines. It was the Raider – it was the Raider week. So, I got to see about two or three fights – I got to see a <laughs> I got to see a guy named Paul Butcher who made me feel like I could have been in the NFL, because <laughs> he was a little bitty plumber looking linebacker. I don't know if you remember him, but I, remember I have him. no recollection. Oh of him man, I, I remember him walking by and I'm going, man, that dude's so little. He don't even look like a football player. But uh, it was all good. Uh, uh, but yeah, that was the Raider. That was the Raider week where they was throwing people out of practice left and right. They fought the Raiders every every practice. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that was a that was a, a quick exit ramp. But uh, yeah, you got yeah. I don't know about who who's got their stuff together in our whole division. Nobody. Everybody got some kind of trauma going on in our whole division. Yeah,
0: no, nah, including your Dallas Cowboys. That's so, right.
1: Nobody. That's what I mean. Nobody. We we so looking crazy.
0: It'll be uh, you know it'll, to me. Given all of that, it'll be about Philadelphia and Dallas and who can fix their issues uh the most and uh who adds what in the offseason but everybody got some internal strife that they got to figure out and fix and uh we'll see uh if they can get it done uh let's uh, take a quick trip around the block man
1: around the block we going to do a spicy around the block
0: i don't know that depends nah, on I you.
1: Ain't be you better brain <laughs> twer back
0: man a call <laughs> talk <tire back. laughs> you know i'm so messy man my granddaughter turned eighteen this weekend. you supposed
1: weekend. to. Say, supposed to say, I'm so messy. I'm saying, how messy are you? But go ahead. Oh I'm
0: sorry, man. It was a. It was, it was rhetorical. A, it was. It was. It was a. No, it was really a random thought to myself because, uh, and for her little birthday gathering last night, she she wanted to go to Dave and Buster's with a few friends. Um, and so my granddaughter has never mentioned. Having a boyfriend She's never mentioned anybody Like nothing And so all of a sudden It became uh, My friend is going to be At the uh, Dave and Buster's What you mean your friend? Uh, my boyfriend Your boyfriend? <laughs> uh, yeah Oh okay I'll be there Don't worry about that So So I, I found out when she was going to show up And I showed up a little late I didn't want to be there right at the beginning And it just so happened That I parked next to her car And so I walked past the car Just to do the The the, the papa inspection Make sure all the tires was good You know the quick visual inspection Noticed that she had a crack Across the entire windshield Because some pebbled and hit her And dog why did I notice That the passenger seat was all the way back I was like, this joker must be tall. That's what I mean by being messy. And then I walk in and I'm looking for her. And she, is it Dave and Buster? So she's playing, she's doing whatever that motorcycle game is where you ride the motorcycle. And I see her and I see this tall guy. I mean, tall meaning probably about 6'2, six 6'3. Six and he is holding her purse. And I go, whoa! Well, there's a nice fella, and uh, nice
1: purse too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what guys used to say to me. I'd be holding holding my wife's purse in the mouth. The dudes walk by and say, "Nice purse." <laughs> yeah, thank you.
0: And uh, so he introduced himself. His name is Caden. Had a pretty good handshake for a young man. So uh, I didn't talk to him very much, other than to say hi. How are you? I tried not to. You know, you hear so much about uh, dudes like, Yeah, you be careful with my daughter. My da-, you know I, mean? I really tried not to be that guy. Uh, when my son was dating girls in high school, I tried to be nice and sociable. Uh, and So I was polite to him and, you know, kept it very on the surface. I didn't show him my gun and say, hey, make sure you keep your hands to yourself. Otherwise, you're going to see this barrel pressed up against your temple. Uh, how are you... Uh, when you met the people, the kids that your sons and daughter were dating when they was in high school.
1: Um, what's, high school was a little different because old boy walked up to me at a football game. And <laughs> after the football game, and he said, "Me and me and your daughter are talking." I said, "What does that mean? You talking? What? What's your name?" You know. <laughs> And I had a friend of mine. I had a friend of mine with me that I went to high school with. He happened to be the paramedic at the game, and he was like, "Hey Tim, what's up with this guy? I think he's trying to say something." And then the, the principal was standing there because I was talking to him after the game, and he was like, "The principal was on pins and needles, and we made it through that." And he ended up being a jackass anyway, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I had you know one of them things is you kind of got to let them figure it out, and then what you put in them is they realize, eh, this guy's a jackass. But the biggest conversation I had was with the college boyfriend. See, the reason you don't know that your granddaughter got a, had a boyfriend is is I think I think the young ladies are harder to read. I can read I could read my bars like Dick and Jane. You know, it's easy. Right. But I will tell this story that me and my daughter. I went and picked my daughter up at North Texas when she was a freshman. I would come home. She she, she kind of thought Denton was on the way to Arlington. because I'd go to work, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd pick her up so many times. She could Dad can you come pick me up after work, sure. So I pick her up. We talked the whole time. We got a good conversation. We get you know, I love my girl. We talk. We go home. We talk all the way home. She spends the weekend. I drive her all the way back to school. We talk all the way back. you know we watch movies when we, she was home. we did all the we weeks and all time around, all the time together. She gets back to school. I get back to the house. She calls me. Dad, I got something to tell you. I said, what's going on? did you did I say something crazy? what's, what's up?" She goes, uh, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I, did, I didn't I, I couldn't I didn't know nothing. That's when I realized I'm not gonna ever be able to read her. You know, I just I, did, I didn't even know. So yeah, she said, "Okay." I said, "Well, okay, bring him by here next weekend." Well, he comes by next weekend. We sit down. I said, "Look, I'm gonna talk to him." I'm trying not to say his name because he's 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 a good dude. He just got fired. That's all. But he's a good dude. And uh, uh, I sit down with him in the living room. My daughter's in the den sit out with him in the living room I said man you know me you know I've been you know your daughter daughter." I said you know my daughter has told you that I'm ex-military and that she goes to the range so I'm not going to go through that show you my gun stuff I said but one day you're going to meet a woman or a girl like my daughter maybe it's my daughter y'all going to fall in love and love each other and you're going to have a daughter like the one I have and you're going to raise her ass to see 18, 19 center to college. Now, I done spend all this time taking care of her, so make sure you take care of her when you out. And I said, if you want to get it, if somebody say something to you, piss you off, and you feel like whooping their ass, take my daughter home, double back and whoop their ass. Because <laughs> you can't fight somebody. You can't be, I said, you drink? He said, uh. uh said, yes. He said, A little. I said, that mean your ass? He said, no, he said occasionally. I said, that mean you ain't drinking right now. That's what that mean to me. I said, how old are you? He said, 20. I said, when is your birthday? He goes, such and such. I said, oh, you 21. I said, she 19. I said, it's okay. And uh, I said, what I need you to do is make sure you you are responsible for her safety when you're out. So I don't want to hear no, hey, man, we got beat up or we got a ticket or we got this or we got pulled over and by the police i need you to be right when you're with him and i didn't put no threat behind it i think he understood that and it was it was more of a respectful talk but it had a little undertone to it right 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 you know and so you want to be respectful because i don't want him to her first boyfriend was he was out there he was a young guy he was out there and uh but that that was kind of my discussion like hey Take care of my girl. Her safety is first before you have to whoop anybody ass or get in a fight or do anything extra. You can't keep your eye on her and them at the same time. Take her home and do what you got to do. You understand? He's like, yeah. So we was cool. By the time I liked his ass, he got fired. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, well, how come you don't want him around? I said, look, I like him. You bring him around. You bring him home every time you come home, guess what's going to happen? We both going to have to break up with him. So, so quit, quit, quit bringing his ass home every time you come home from school. So that's exactly what happened almost, you know. It's one of them things where you got to be careful. I mean, as much as you like that guy, you might want to get some space because once you start saying, hey, he's a good dude, you're going to say, hey, where is uh, Jimmy? I'm <laughs> not with Jimmy anymore, you know, so – I like that We all gotta break up (laughs) Yeah Yeah We gotta break up So You know I ain't Man I may I ain't mention no names I don't You know I don't You know I'll be trying not to tell her business You ain't gonna get me in the doghouse with her So we good So (laughs) (laughs) I just just wanna put that out there
0: That's good No I uh, You know I think it's uh, I think you just wanna respect the uh, People that your young people are hanging out with
1: Yeah you do Oh, oh! But I here's my bet though. I made sure I made an appointment for that birth control though. Well, you understand? Because it's when you're in college, it's an opportunity. And if you're one of them dads that pretend that they ain't gonna do what you was doing at that age, I feel bad for you, dog. Because I know you know what, dog. I, we, you we, know we what? That's that a uh, yeah.
0: that's a hard conversation. Uh, but it's a conversation that I raised with my daughter just the other day. And she said, well, I talked to her about it, and she said she wasn't, and she was I said, hey, people say, people say a lot of things, and they mean them at that moment in time. I said, but, and I, I just said this, because, again, I met him the other day. He's a, he's a nice enough kid, uh, and he's a year older than her. So what does that mean, dog? That means he graduated last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That means he out of school.
1: You
0: mm-hmm. know, he live at home. But I just told her, I said, I know what 19-year-old men are all about. Because I was a nineteen year old man.
1: Oh, I answered that question. <laughs> well, well, I had that question. Well, what if, what if, what if he don't even want that? I said, Well, what if she want to give it to him? Oh, that's on. I'm just saying, it's not. You can't be sexist about that. It is nah. what it is, and you know, my goal was this. I will I told her all time, hey, I want your first child to be your degree. How about that? Right, that right, first right, baby. right. And I checked them vitamins when I came down there. I'm on down there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, down, I'm down there on Tuesday, I'm checking Tuesday. Tuesday's punched out. All right, we good. Where your vitamins at? <laughs> no bullshit.
0: So yeah, we uh that's a. that's another part of the conversation, man. It's just part of life and you can't be uh I mean you can't avoid it. You have to hit it head on. Yeah, I talked to
1: uh, my mom about that, you know. And she was like, she said, I can't remember exactly what she said, but as usual, when she talked, rest in peace, mama. She was profound. She was like, you're not giving her permission to do bad, but you protecting her. she said something like that, and I thought, right, it doesn't
0: okay. mean that that's what you're gonna do.
1: Okay, you know,
0: because the reality of it is, real talk, is that just because you had birth control, that don't mean that he ain't supposed to be strapped. Yeah. And um, the, between the two of those things, there should be no unwanted pregnancies. And that's the whole key uh, to sit there and act like teenagers are not going to have sex whenever they, they decide to have sex. is just crazy to me. Don't matter whether you raise them in the church, didn't raise them in the church. It's a normal human instinct uh, that people have. And when you find somebody that you love or care about or, that, or who excites you, you know, it's a normal Human reaction, and to think that your kids are any different than you were at nineteen, twenty, twenty-one is just stupid to me.
1: Well, sometimes uh, I don't know if it's stupid. Call I ain't gonna. I'm gonna say this: I had game at nineteen. Right. My boys going not have no game, but that's a whole thing. <laughs> right. Well, they been they gameless. But anyway.
0: Well, you know, I'm, I'm not saying. And check this out, duh. I'm not saying I had any game at 19.
1: I don't think you had game at 30, but that's just that's just me.
0: I might not have. Yeah. But as I once told a friend of mine, oh, Lord, you've made love to five hundred women. Oh
1: my God.
0: I've made love to one woman five hundred times. Seem and, like our thing has both been wet the same amount of times, oh, if you ask me.
1: There you go. And you can and you can email or text Bill Parcel.
0: And I could do that too.
1: And don't nobody give a
0: damn. Twelve letter cuss word. <laughs>
1: And nobody <laughs> Give a shit <laughs> Alright I tickled uh, myself On that one out
0: there. Uh-huh. Yeah I'm glad You tickled yourself yeah. Elmo Yeah it's all uh, good Alright let's talk About this real quick And then get out Cause I need to be On time to the breakfast uh, To the birthday brunch Today Roger that uh, Carl Weathers oh, Passed man. away this yeah. weekend yeah. Most of us know him From uh, Rocky Apollo Creed One of the I was thinking about this The other day One of the Iconic movie characters um, that, And you know it's funny You don't know these people personally But sometimes the death of a celebrity hits hit you huh? And this one, this one this one, hit me a little bit It didn't hit me like when Prince But this one hit me a little bit like damn You know because we all reaching a certain age And um, you know Death becomes more and more as, You know My dad told me this one time I was talking about somebody who had died close to me And he was like, you know, son, there's no way, the only way to avoid it is for you to die young. (laughs) He said, otherwise, death is just part of the equation. And uh, some of your friends will die. Some of your relatives will die. One day I'll die. And uh, he goes, you know, it's just part of life. And uh, you got to embrace it and uh, just understand that the only way to avoid it is to die young. Are you interested in that? I said, "No, nah, man, I'm not." <laughs> he said, "Okay, then." I just wanted to make sure, uh, but that's the way my dad be talking sometimes. That's why I love him. He cracks me up. But uh, yeah, man, uh, Carl Weathers,
1: Apollo Creed. Um, he did so many other movies than that. You kind of forget Action yes. Jackson, Happy Gilmore. Uh, Lately uh, I'm a Star Wars guy So he was doing uh, Mandalorian Right right He was was pretty good In that Man he was incredible In that Uh, Him and Giancarlo Esposito You know Which is another Good actor But yeah um, Carl Carl did a lot Of good work And he had An amazing life You know know, Being I was watching Some clips on him As a Raider You know Playing football And stuff like that So Yeah It's pretty iconic It's a pretty pretty iconic act.
0: Yep. Uh, All right, man. Let me give a uh, shout out to my girl, Angela Brown. Uh, She died this weekend. I mean, mean, it may sound crazy to give a shout out, but we're just talking about it, man. And I don't know about you, dog, but uh, being closer to 60 than 50 at this point, man, a lot of my high school classmates are. uh, 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 dying from from whatever, man Whether it's illness or just age or whatever And it just seems like I don't feel old So it still seems to me that, wow uh, You know, you seem young to be dying Before you hit 60 And uh, Angela had uh, colon cancer Put up a hell of a fight for six years She was a cheerleader when I was in high school But she was one of them cool cheerleaders Not one of them stuck-up cheerleaders And uh, I will say this, man, real talk Class 85 at Skyline, whether it's Marjorie Dodd or whether it's Tyree Barrett or Kayla Kennedy or Angela Brown or Jalen Thornton, Uh, see how I remember them all? Because they was all cool, man. They weren't not the stuck-up cheerleaders that we used to from time to time. They was all cool. I've been friends with some of them since middle school, and so I was saddened to uh, just saw it really on Facebook that uh, Angela died. So. Prayers to her family And I hope that uh, The memories That she provided Will provide some comfort For y'all Over the next few days Weeks and years Because the pain Don't necessarily Ever go away It just gets easier To deal with
1: True that True that
0: uh, For Green and Law Because without them this not possible Remember You can always find me On Twitter At JJTJournalist I am Jean-Jacques Taylor is the handle. Don't forget, easiest Valentine's Day gift ever. All you gotta go is, is go to my YouTube channel, the real, <laughs> the real Jacques Talk on YouTube. Like, subscribe, leave a comment that registers you for two tickets to the Mavs game on Valentine's Day night against Wimby and the San Antonio Spurs. It's a great date night, and that's all that's required. To register for the tickets Uh, Once again we want to thank Big Joe and the Big Rig And until we chat again You guys be blessed